Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Look, my bitches all bad, my niggas all real. I ride in dick in some big tall hills, big fat checks, big large bills. Run out, flip like 10 car wheels. Cold ass bitch, I give Ross chills. 10 different looks, and my looks all kill. I kiss him in the mouth, I feel all grills. Heat in the car, that's no on wheels. Woo! I was born to flex. Yes. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets, I like morning sex. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. All I really wanna see is the money. I don't really need to be any the money. All a bad bitch need is the money. I got fans. You're listening to the Ill Advice Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Welcome, 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 people. We are uh, your 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 favorite your favorite music nerds. We go by the ill-advised wise guys. I'm your boy, Uche. I got my boy. Easy. Pashizi. You know what? I got a new moniker. I told you I was going to debut one. You know, it's fall time. From now on, I go by Kid Cardigan. You can still call me QDZ. Still call me Q, QD. But sometimes call me Kid Cardigan. Kid Cardigan. Kid Cardigan. So you know what? Is that is that paying homage to your favorite entertainer of all time, no. Bill Cosby? No. He did not wear cardigans. <laughs> is, is that is that you paying homage Cardigan. to your guy, right? No, he he didn't wear cardigans. Sweaters and cardigans. Card- that was his shit, you know, man. He he wore the 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 sweater with the you know it was full body sweater. You know what I'm saying? Like jumpsuit type sweater without the pants. You know what I mean? Listen, no one calls you that. I don't, I don't what, think what do they call those sweaters, by the way? Which ones? The regular ones. Just the, the ones that you know they were wearing back then. The Cosby sweaters. What is that name? Like, if I wanted to go on H&M's website right now and find that sweater. What would, it, would, it, what would, would it be they called? call that sweater? Yo, is it called a... Yeah, a woven... <laughs> I don't know. Hey, yo, what's a crew neck? I've always wondered it. A crew neck? Yeah, what's a crew neck? I think, isn't that a regular neck? Nah, right. There's V-neck and, and crew neck. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a regular neck? Yo, listen, that is not the answer. T-shirt. That I'm hope, talking about that I hope to get. Neck t-shirt. Like, you saying like the design of it? Yeah. I have no clue. I I I know V-neck. All right, uh, listeners out there, can can y'all please enlighten both of us? Because um, I don't know what the hell a crew neck is, and and what the hell is the name of these Cosby sweaters? Like what? Well, I mean, like seriously, like I don't think I've ever. It's called Cosby sweater. It's just called a sweater, man. It's called Cosby. You go listen when you go to the store, you you and you want to buy a sweater. What do you tell the people if you can't find it? Hey, where where do you have the sweaters in this in this place? They'll point you to where the sweaters are. It's That's really true. simple. I mean, like, I mean, is there really more to it than that? Come on. Yeah, but th- th- there've got to be some type of fashionista, whatever they call them, fashionista, fashioner that. Walks into a place and says, I want a Cosby-like sweater. I don't know about that. Think about it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Christmas time is coming. Christmas is sweater. Christmas. You got Christmas you got sweater. Christmas sweater. Listen, they all end with sweater. You can't go wrong with just saying sweater, all right? Whatever store you go to, whatever online store you go to, just type in sweater. If you want to find out the different type of sweaters they have. Okay. I want a Cosby sweater. I need to get some more Cosby. Type in Cosby sweater on Google. I guarantee you'll find shit. Okay. 
the 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 mighty mighty Google. Um, this is episode thirty nine. Thirty yes. nine. Thirty nine. Yes, yes, y'all. Um, anybody wear thirty nine? You're aware of? Can you think of anybody? Hmm. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Deion Sanders from no. Baltimore Ravens. You said that already. That was thirty seven. That's episode thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Thirty-nine. Um, hmm. I can combine two players like Rajah Bell and Gordon Hayward, and that makes thirty-nine. But thirty-nine. Yeah, this is this is. Hey Google. Who wore thirty-nine in the NBA? Here's a summary from the website basketball.wikia.com. Players who wear wore number 39. Gregory Donovan, Greg Osterdig is a retired American center. That's it. That's it? You know, there's one there's one player in NBA history that who won the word, who won the, the, the number 39. Damn, that means this is about to be a bad episode. I don't know, man. We're represented by backup centers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, this, this, this ain't looking good. Listen, man, we need to we need to just get into the 40, the 40s, man. I can name a bunch of 40s. Oh, there's a whole bunch of 40s. You can name a bunch of 40s. A whole bunch. All right, man. Anyway, let's, let's just jump into this, man. You know, we got a lot of uh, music to talk about, as always. That's a lie. Some some episodes, we, we don't have a lot of music. But this one, we actually have a lot of music. Um, You know, trap stars. We got drug addicts. We got we got legends in the makings. We got... We got young boys, we got old boys, we, we got, got dorks. We have everyone like represented in this. Dorks, pipsqueaks, pipsqueaks. We got <laughs> we got uh Topanga's uh Topanga's guy. Uh that's a lie. What was the name of the guy? Uh Corey. Corey, Corey, Corey. Yeah, Corey. Um not that it says Corey on anywhere up here, but I'm thinking of Trippy Red, but whatever, man. We'll we'll, we'll get into some music that you guys I believe would like. And if you don't, we'll tell you why you should like it. Um, and that's coming up on the Watch the Throne segment. Can any of da, these da, da. can any of these albums da, 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 match da, the, the 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 fire that da, has come out this this year, two thousand eighteen? Find da, out next da, da, da. on the current episode da, da. of the Wise Guys da, da. podcast. <laughs> Hey, check it out, y'all. Hey, check it out, y'all. Hey. Now, anyway, what's the next segment, man? You know, my favorite segment, I always say that because I'm getting paid to say that, about 13 cents a second. Uh, the ill and the not so advised, you know, we talk about the music that's good. We talk about the music that's not so good. This week, I actually really like this list. It's very versatile, pop, rap, hip hop, R&B, everything. So check out that one. Okay. All right, 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 all right. And after that, we'll get into the final segment of the show. My favorite segment, actually, because this is where I get to rant and, and get all, get everything out of my chest. You know, this is this has become somewhat therapy, musical therapy for me. You know, I'm able to just rant about stupid shit that no one cares about but me. And I'm hoping that you guys give a fuck, too. That's what podcast means in in Italian. It means rant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, Google. How do you say podcast in Italian? Sorry, I don't know how to help with that. So I'm pretty sure you were incorrect just now. Um, but you know, whatever. Let's neither here nor there. 
<laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's jump into this, man. Watch the throne. Future and Juice World dropped their first collab project called World on Drugs. The reason why I said first is because after listening to this, I expect them to continue to make music together. Um, don't ask me why. They seem like a match made in heaven. With 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 the amount of drug references on this shit, mm -hmm. you would think uh, DEA is after these guys in some form or fashion. I I'm not gonna lie, man. Musically, I uh, I didn't have any expectations. I, I think they they kind of warned us. They gave us like honestly like a day. Yes. Of of a notice saying, hey guys, we're dropping a project at midnight, right? So. You know, you, you can only have so many expectations in, in, in less than 12 hours. Um, Juice World is a guy I've been, I've been really looking at to see his progression over, you know, since he dropped his, um, his, his, uh, his first project earlier, earlier this year called uh, Goodbye and Good Riddance. Future, he's been a part of several collab projects over the years, this year, I should say. And we haven't heard from him for a minute, you know? It's only been like two, three months, but shit, that's a long time not hearing from Future. Future does not let us forget who he is. That's that's one of the, that's one of his best uh, attributes. Um, but anyway, when it comes to this particular project, I thought it was just decent, man. Like it didn't really do much for me. I mean, it was rather long, rather long. Um, you know, it was sixteen a, tracks. Yeah, I mean. I've, I've heard longer, but this one, it felt long mostly because there just wasn't a lot of standouts. I mean, there were, there were some like fine China in, fine in, China. In, 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 in hindsight, fine China is one of the, one of the best songs on the project. Um, but when it was released, I think a week before the project came out, I was like, all right, it's decent. You know, it's cool. But you know, to me, that was an indictment on the whole project because if your lead single was in my mind decent before the project was put out and then when you and then when the project is put out you compare that same lead single against the entire body of work and i think that that's your best song or one of the best songs to me that makes for a decent project um overall um juice world he kind of shined on this um i would say he shined on this project mostly because of the fact that um you know, he has a very dominating presence on songs. You know? I, I agree with that. Very dominating. You know, he... Very reckless bars. You know, Future's been reckless for years. The them, I'm telling you, man, the amount of drug references is just... It's actually alarming. I don't know why. Call me a fool. I don't know why. Before the album came out, I said to myself, Oh, shit. They're coming out with a project. It's called World on Drugs. Maybe they're like... Not necessarily advocating for non-drug usage but, but or 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 saying guys don't do drugs i knew it wasn't gonna be that mm -hmm. but i was like okay world of drugs maybe they're acknowledging the 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 epidemic that is drugs in america or the world quote unquote and maybe they're just gonna be very vulnerable and you know maybe not talk about drugs in the same light that they always do well i was wrong i was completely wrong <laughs> <laughs> they they doubled down on their fucking drug usage it was it was it was like a unapologetically I'm a fucking addict and 
your girl who's with me is also an addict because I'm giving her drugs. And chances are your 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 girl's girl is a like it was just nonstop Spaz, drug usage, man. Spazzing on drug usage. Yeah, honestly, that's all I got from it. And that's not very productive. I mean, I'm sure there were some kids out there who fuck with Juice World and who fuck with Future who thinks these guys are really good, who think this shit was amazing. Me personally. I can't give this more if I'm giving this a grade. I can't give this more than a C. It, it it just lacked it lacked the the impact that I thought a future in Juice World would have. Um, I just needed more, man, and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Okay. Well, what'd you think? That's fair. I mean, I I, I agree with maybe eighty five to ninety percent of what you just said. Um, I definitely agree. The album is nothing more than a C. C minus, D plus. Um, sloppy. I thought it was sloppily done. Um, 16 tracks is too much, especially for something that you did not give us a longer notice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a few standouts. Uh, you know, my favorite song on there, Fine China. Uh, my second favorite song on there, Transformer. That's the one with Nicki Minaj. Nicki killed Nikki that. Killed it. Yo, Nicki on features. Nicki killed is it. Shooting hundred percent. Nicki is shooting hundred percent, and especially on future features. So, uh, you know, for this album, what I want to do is the good, the bad, the ugly. Okay. For this album, so the good mm-hmm. is that you got very experimental songs on here. There is this album has stuff that I've never heard before. I've never heard music quite like that before in my life. Okay. Um, you know, when Juice World and Future got to be themselves, when they got to kind of shine in what they do best, especially Juice World, yeah, I thought it was amazing. Like Fine China, they got a chance to shine. Like both of them, Juice World got to be that guy that you got on Goodbye Good Riddance. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's almost suicidal over a girl that he loves. It's about heartbreak. Yeah, Future got a chance to be that sick uncle. You know what I'm talking about? The one that, you know, shows up at the family reunion, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about where the party at. With, where the, where the with drugs some, at? With some, with some girl by his side that looked like she just woke up. So, that was the good. Nah, Future, the looks, like, Future looks like a pimp. Future looks like the type of girl. He, a he, crackhead he, pimp, though. But, like, he, he, <laughs> he looks like the type of drug dealer, mm-hmm. a drug addict who always has a bad girl with him mm-hmm. for some reason. He does. You never question he why he has a bad girl. Chances he are does. they both just took a line of coke mm-hmm. before they, they joined the shindig, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what Future remind me of. And when they were being those two characters, I thought the album was at its best. When they were being those two characters. Uh, let's talk about the bad now. Okay. Like I said, the way the album flows, it seems very sloppy. Um, it almost seems like they were just kind of throwing things on there. I personally thought Juice World was a savage on there. Yeah. I didn't like that. What makes Juice World special is he's this heartbroken young kid that takes drugs to cope with the pain. He didn't bring that. He kind of brought this tough ass, you know, I got guns, talking about guns all over the place. He brought that type of, of um, mentality to the majority of the album. That's not really what he does, though. I mean, he's pretty aggressive. He, he does, but I'm saying what he does special to me is okay. when he's doing stuff like Fine China, Heartbroken, talking about drug usage to cope with the pain. Right. And then the ugly. So, 
I just thought that there was moments where they were trying to introduce sounds to the world that people just were not receptive of. Like, one of, by far, the worst songs I've heard this year, two of the worst songs I've heard this year were both by Future. One, remember the one with Party Next Door called No Shame? Ain't no shame, man. Where Future starts his, his verse off with, <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's, what, what album it's called it No Shame. It's on the... Um, it's on Party Next Door, John, right? No, it's not on Party... It's on the soundtrack to Superfly. Oh, okay, okay. You know the one with... Yes, Party yes. Next Door is decent on there. Ain't no shame, man. You mean, you mean Young Thug? No, yeah, yeah. Young Thug's uh, Doppelganger. And then uh, the second worst song I've heard this year is Oxy. And it's sad because Lil Wayne's on that joint. Yeah. Did you yeah. hear Future on that song? Oxy? Yeah. Oxy is bad. Did you, you know, hear it was, it was like the second coming of La Di Da Exactly. It was the second Wait, coming King's of Day. Yeah, He's he, trying to he introduce his sound. Future keeps trying to introduce his sound. He, he we don't same. want we don't want it. We don't want it. Yo, we want DS2 future, and that's what that's what you got on Transformer. Yo, you got DS2. Future. How did you feel? Like real talk, though. Real talk, and maybe we're just getting old. Maybe, maybe I mean, let me speak for myself. How do you feel about? Let's let's have real talk right now. How do you feel about the promotion of drugs? Like they like these guys are are doing. How do you really feel about that? I'm, I'm curious. So, so for me, I know we're, we're we we're different when it comes to things like this. Mm-hmm. For me. If it comes across as authentic, you know what I mean? I'm okay with it. I actually see it as an art. I know it sucks. Drug usage should not be promoted to the kids and it should not, not, not be not, a not. Don't get don't get don't get me twisted. Uh-huh. Don't get it wrong. I am not saying don't talk about drugs. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying, by the way. If it's if it's, be clear. If it's I have no problem right. with people talking about drugs, but I'm talking about the excessive. Like there is clearly yeah, I, I, an, okay. a, an attempt to promote it has to this shit. It There's has an attempt. to it has to fall in line with the artistry. So that's that's one of my beefs with this album. It was like Juice World was talking about drugs, but he was more hard, tough, tough ass lyric. I don't want to hear drug usage on street records, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear drug usage on artistic stuff like Fine China, Lucid Dreams. Like one of the one of the dudes that always talked about drugs, Kid Cudi back in the day. Mm-hmm. But his stuff was so artistic. It was clearly like drugs had an influence on the type of music that he was making. Yeah. But if you're somebody like a Nav or something, or somebody that's like, there's nothing really artistic about your music, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear heavy drug usage. You know what that's I mean? That's fair. That's fair. So, and that's that's ironic that you said that. That's one of my beefs with this album was that yeah. what they were talking about did not fall in line with the type of music that they were making. Right. And I think that made it lack some authenticity. Yeah, man. Um, I can shit. Like, sorry, I can, sh- off, I can shit on this album more, but I, I don't really feel not, like it right not now. To I'll take this to social media. I mean, like, I mean, like for instance, you know, Tory Lanez knows his lane. He doesn't excessive drug talk because that's not. It doesn't. He, his music doesn't fall in line with that. You know what I mean? Hey, we gonna it talk about him next. Sense. We gonna talk about him next, man. We gonna. Matter of fact, let's just jump into it. All right. Since you since you brought him up, Tory Lanez dropped a project called "Love Me Now." Um, this is probably his third project. Official project since he became like you know, like popping, and when I say like album, I should say albums, or you know I'll say official. I'll say official projects. Yeah. Uh, he, he he's had a lot of mixtapes here and there, but yeah. this is definitely his third one. Um, what you think of this, man? Um, you were just you were just getting into. I mean, no, no. Let's 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 do it. 
<laughs> let's let's expand on that. Uh, you know, um, you made a good point yesterday when I was talking to you on the phone. Uh, you said, "Love me now" is a mixtape. Like that's a Tory Lanez mixtape. It's not a it's not a project to me. Um, if you grade it that way, if you view it that way, you'll enjoy it a lot more. It's, it's a mixtape. He's not he's not diving deep in his bag when it comes to singing. He's not diving deep in his bag when it comes to rapping. You yeah. know, like for instance, on his old stuff, like he had some hard ass records where he's spitting like free, almost freestyling. Yeah, I can only count maybe one song on there. Maybe the was, intro. He was spitting. I would even call the intro. Intro. He was kind of singing. It was, was kind of singing. Not, rapping. It was. He was like singing rapping. There was only one song, and it was the one with Gunna. It's the it's the one with Gunna Miami. That's the only one where I can honestly say he was kind of spitting. Yeah, 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 that's what we're talking about. His come up, but other than that, you know, he's focused on melodies, something that he's really good at. You know melodies, yeah, and uh, you know hit making. Every single song had the same type of bass booming beat mm-hmm. that he does well. Um, that he, he he usually kills. So I I can see the mission on here. The mission was to talk trash, let the world know you know he's one of the top notch guys, and just have fun with it. Right. And when I looked at it that way, I was okay with it. Okay. Hey man, listen. Yeah, man. That honestly. We can't sit here and act like Tory Lanez is not one of the top tier artists out here. Tory he's Lanez, my top artist. Tory right Lanez now. is he's probably he's your top artist. He's my top artist right now. Oh, right now, okay. Over Drake. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that. Over Drake. Like right. that's how I think he. That's how that's how good I think he is. Mm-hmm. Like in, in real talk, forget about who's the best. Tory Lanez is is arguably, and I'm gonna throw him up top. He's the most enjoyable artist for yes. me to listen to. I agree. I'm talking about for his music. I can't get enough of that shit. Every one of his, I don't care, even if it's not his best song, even those, I still replay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, on this project, mm-hmm. he has he has a bunch of songs that I don't think are the best. Like, I think they're they're cool. Like, though he has one with Nav called uh, "Cut Me Off." Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's cool. Like, Nav delivers a a, a decent verse. Mm-hmm. Nav has become somewhat of a, a go to dude for 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 verses. Like, he he doesn't really fail. Too much when it comes to contributions on other people's songs. Like he well, only adds a, a, another element to it. You know it. what it is? Nav is really good at you know establishing a vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about vibes. I'm not about to throw Nav on like a song with Wu Tang. You know, it's about songs that have good vibes attached to it. Nav is the perfect guy. Yeah. But yeah. So I mean, look, look. I, I mean, then he has songs with like Gunna. I think that song Miami is dope. It's fire. First time I heard that shit, I said, "Wow, yo, this is like a vibe." Some gangster. I don't even stuff, think though, this is the, the best time. type of. Uh, this ain't even the most amazing song, but just some gangster. The way he's talking, the way the beat drops, yeah. the way it's just the way he honestly, I'm convinced. Tory Lanez is a is a is a is a is one of the top tier producers. When I say producers, I don't mean people who make beats. I'm talking about people who construct music. Yes, he knows how to construct music. It's easy for him. You can tell. You know, putting song, putting hooks together, dry, uh, uh, knowing when to rap, knowing when to like rap seriously, mm-hmm. knowing who to get as a feature, who can fit. He's 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 actually really good at that. And this this project, Love Me Now, was no different, man. And he, he also sees no boundaries. You know, as an artist, you know, I think to be able to shine as much as you can is to see no boundaries. I don't care if I rap too much. I don't care if the topic makes me go this way. Yeah. You know, he sees no boundaries, but. Um, with the features, I disagree with the features he had on here. Mm-hmm. Too many. He had a lot. Chris Brown twice. 
Yeah, well, you know, two chains. No, no, that two chain. I could have did without the two chains. I could have did without two, two chains, chains. Did not kill that. So at all. I had, and two chains normally kills. This may not be a popular versus. one. This may not be a popular one. I could have did without Meek Mill. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. I didn't think that was. I knew you were gonna say that. I didn't really like that verse from Meek yeah, Mill. Yeah, and I usually like every verse Meek Mill puts out. At he, least he was a little melodic on that. I didn't really like. You it. know that's. But see, is it because you're not used to hearing Meek Mill like that? Because he was very melodic. Uh, you meet, normally when Meek Mill features, you're, you 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 know you normally get your like rap, the, the rapping side. version. I wanted of Meek. the gritty side of Meek Mill. Yeah, he didn't give I us that. The gritty he didn't side. give us that. I like the, uh, the the trippy red feature on Ferris Wheel. Yeah, I thought that song was was very different, and you know surprisingly, um, trippy red did not give us one of his like. Aah! Oh, where it sounds like he just he didn't do it. Stepped bare feet in some snow. <laughs> On some hot coals. <laughs> you remember that episode of Martin? The, yeah, the of course. Rampa. How can you? How can you? Rampa! Remember how? Remember how they tried to get him to? Remember how they tried to get him I to know, walk, walk on the walk barefooted on the coals? That's classic. That's that's what Trippy Red sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like he's walking barefooted on coal. But no, he didn't sound like that on this song, and that was different. I'm used to him taking it a different level with his vocals, and I thought he stayed in a, in a nice little pocket on that song. That was dope. He sure did. Yeah, he sure did. Um, you got anything else to say about this, man? You want to um, move on? Let's move on, man. Move on. Let's move, move on. on. Lil Yachty, aka Lil Boat, Lil Boat, dropped a project called "Nothing to Prove." Spelled wrong, by the way. He he put U. It's N U T H I N apostrophe in the number two. Nothing really? to prove. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey. Is that any different than what everybody I'm a, else is doing? I'm, listen, I'm a writer. How many so how many I, people I misspell this. shit? Like I don't oh, think he's the only one. Stuff. You know, let's not let's not. Yeah, but the problem with him is I'm not sure he knows how guy. nothing is spelled. In Jeez, see, that, see, that's that's the see that's the insulting. Sorry, that I keep I, people is, shot. Is, is this ill-advised wise guys or or, or advised uh, hey, guys that are working for the government? Hey man, <laughs> listen, you should hey. Remember that the next time you try to stop me from backhand complimenting people. All right? Yours be ruthless, though. You just insulted the man's spelling ability. That's that's insulting someone's intelligence. How is that not bad? Hey, I see what I see. Anyway, well, uh, listen. All right, for me, I'll, I'll go, man. I thought that this project was... Surprisingly, it was actually good. I, mm. I, I enjoyed it. Now, let me explain. Mm. Let me explain. Because normally, when we get a little Yachty project... Um, I think this is also his third project, right? Yes. Officially, yes. He put out Teenage Emotions, which was garbage. It wasn't garbage. It was garbage. He put out Little Boat Two mm-hmm. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I thought that was bad. Mm-hmm. It had a couple good songs, but I thought overall it was bad. Mm-hmm. If I'm ranking Lil Yachty projects, official project, this is his best one to me. Yes, I agree with that. So. So and and not in, in in going even further, I feel like the album started out with him rapping too damn much. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like when Lil Yachty raps. What? I don't like it. We, I like we, when he raps in doses. We different because I I really feel like he opens the project up like with this this storm of bars. It's like dog. I I don't want to hear this from you, Lil Yachty. You're really? not bad. He's not ter- he's not a terrible rapper. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. When he's I just, engaged, he's a. I just think writer. that I he's just not better at rapping than he is at being melodic. I really, I really believe that. Like I for example, fully disagree with that. When he was popping, right when he first got onto the scene, mm-hmm. right, 
he had that uh, he had that song. I know you know me for life. What's the name of that song? I don't. Do you know, know what I'm talking about? I don't know that song. I was the not song that got little little yachty like buzzing. It was him being melodic, and and I feel like there's a reason for that, and I feel like that's his lane. Not saying that he can't rap, and not saying that he's not good at rapping. I just feel like the first part of the album, he was rapping way too fucking much. I'm not trying to hear that too much. It wasn't a coincidence that to me, when you get to the middle of the project towards the end. Where you start getting, he starts getting into his like melodic, melodic game. I thought the album improved. Mm-hmm. I thought the best songs on the project were actually at the end. Um, I disagree with that. I, I really believe that. So overall, I think that the project was good. Um, How good? Grade wise? Yes. Um, That's important. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a. I'll give it a C plus, man. Hmm. Give it a C plus. It, it was surprisingly, it didn't, I heard the whole thing and it wasn't terribly long either. That's another thing. We talking about like 12 songs. 15 songs. Was it 15? Yeah, 15 songs. Okay. Well, that's, that's an improvement for him. Because he normally does like 20, like 19, 25. 20. Overall, it's, it's good, man. Like if, honestly, let's go through the track listings, man. I loved Give Me My Respect. That he started the off. The intro was great. Giving intro was great. Respect was good. Um, the next people really like this next song, "Get Drip" with Playboy Cardi. I liked it. You like it? I liked "Get Drip." I thought it was decent. I liked "Get Drip." Riley from the Boondocks. I couldn't stand it. I didn't like Riley from the Boondocks. I'm the Mac. Couldn't stand it. I didn't like it. Yacht Club with Juice. I thought it was good. I like. I liked it. It was decent. The one little baby. I thought it was loved decent. it. I loved that. I song. thought it was decent. I thought that was one of the special joints. On Did there. you really? I thought that was one of the special joints. On okay. There. The one. The next one. We out of here with Young Nudie. I thought it was okay. I didn't like it. Who who like wants the, the smoke? smoke? I, I used like to hate that song when like it came out. I, I like it now. I like that. Joke. I like it. Who wants the smoke? Worth it? Yeah. I didn't like it. Now this is when it starts getting good. Everything good. Everything right. I didn't like it. What you don't like that? Okay. And then next up, I thought it was okay. Didn't like it. The the last four songs are great. 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 The one with Trippy Red is great. Wow. The one with. Uh, Kevin Gunner, Gates, that's great. The, the one with Gunner, Gunner is, is the great. And then, the, and then the end of the song was Stony, very melodic. That was great too. Mm. Great. Okay, man. Is your ears okay? Yo, okay. Great as in great. Like, it's really good. Michael Jackson, I don't mean Michael Jackson, great. All right, relax. <laughs> we're grading this on a scale. Michael Jackson or Yachty? Yo, we're on a, we're rating this on a scale. But I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I thought the I thought the best songs were at the at the end of the album. That's my opinion. What do you think? Well, I mean, he's definitely improved, you know, from his first two projects, you know, official projects. He's definitely improved. I mean, he's more in touch with what people want to hear from him on this album, even though it's not, you can't tell because the way, like you said, the way the album is broken down is broken down into like real tough rap rap tracks mm-hmm. and then it becomes melodic. But if you were to like jumble those tracks together... I think you would understand and feel more that he understands what people want from him. Um, it still doesn't cut it for me. That's the thing that's hard about being who we are is that while there's an improvement and it's good for him, it still doesn't fall in line with what I would call good music. You see what I'm saying? Like I can't compare this to Toy Lanes and say, oh, well, Yaudi's was the same level as Tori. It's not. No, it's it's not. just simply not. It's not. And so, 
I see improvement from him as an artist. Extreme as a whole. improvement. Huge improvement from what I heard in the earlier, but it's still not where it needs to be for me to call him a respectable artist. And I'm even saying respectable. respectable? I, you don't think he's respectable? I won't even call him respectable at this point. And it's fine. It's fine. Respe- I'm going to give him at least that. He's not. I won't give him anything more than that. Respectable artist. Yet. Wow. He he has glimpses, and he continues to show those glimpses more and more, and then plug them in more and more. At this rate, I do anticipate his next album being probably his best because you can tell by, by each album he's showing those glimpses he's, more and more. Every album has been better, he's getting better and better. They've all improved. You know, stop the BS. As he's getting older, you know, no more experimenting. Know what you do best, and you know, go with it. It's just how I see it. Listen, I'm not mad at that. I'm going to give him respectable, but that's just me. Um, I won't give him anything above that. It's not respectable yet. Not yet. But it takes time to get to respectable. It takes time. Does it? It takes time, yes. Lonzo Ball, as an NBA player, is not respectable yet. But there will be a point he where Lonzo Ball, he is, he's, he's, What do you mean by this? Okay, let's define this. Okay. Let's like define that. respectable. Respectable Please. as in like, you know, whoa, like this is a, I expect at least good music from you. Like I expect music that I can like show somebody. So I, said, I can tell so me right now that you can go to a hip hop enthusiast and uh-huh. say, "Hey, I like that little Yachty joint." You can't yet. It's because they don't respect him yet. But here's the thing: but, like Trippy Red finally got that respect with that album. Trippy Red is respectful. He got it. Trippy Red is because respectful. he dropped yeah, but, a body of work but, that was like okay, solid. Okay, I, I get what, I get so how you're saying, defining it. I can't. I can't go to. I get how you're defining my brother and be like, yo, Lil Yachty, one of my favorite artists right now. He's not there yet. Listen, I'm telling you right now, he's respectable. He may not be the best. He may not be at his peak. I don't even think he's amazing as an artist. But I, I'm going to give him respect at the very least. Like, with songs on this, like the one with Gunna, tell me that's the... Tell me you play that song "Fall in Love" to anybody Listen, and, and let them tell you this song is garbage. It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean he's bad. So that's what I'm saying. Respectable. What I'm saying is, if you are able to show a certain level of quality, mm-hmm. I don't mean a hundred percent of the time. Not in glimpses. At least fifty percent of the time, you're respectable. Like okay, he I, does it half the listen, time. I'm gonna give I him love, that, I and love, I think that's respectable. Listen, I love Sean Kingston. You know, I love Sean. Kingston. I think his first album is a classic, but. Still to this day, I don't think he ever got that respect because it's just part of it is the way he went about his music career, and then another part is just inconsistent. And well, when I say well, inconsistent, he had, he had, is he like, had a different lane because Sean Kingston was he like was in real a different kiddie. lane. Yeah, but it's still like it's. Tell me what you you think the game is over here listening to. He, he it's not, it's not about that. You, you can respect no, that because no one's trying to hear people, this shit. People respect Bieber. Like when Bieber was coming out with Kitty stuff, people respect it. Ludacris is on baby. But Bieber you know was I mean? always consistently Bieber. Sean Kingston one moment thought he was a, a Rasta Jamaican, yeah. Rasta fat like on one song, and then he turned around and do yeah. We Can Go to. It's too inconsistent. That song was tough. I don't know what you're talking. No, about. I didn't say it was bad. That's not my I point. It was tough. That was gangster. Listen, listen. We can hang with the gangsters. Yeah. He said in in in, in, that, in that course. Relax. That's not gangster. <laughs> he sang. He sung it. He sung about gangsters, but it's not gangster. But my point is, yeah, like the inconsistency is what makes people not want to like cosign. So if you're saying Lil Yachty's inconsistent, wildly inconsistent. 
I feel you. So I just I just yet. disagree a bit. Not yet. Not yet. I just disagree on on, on the definition of respectable, but it's fine. Whatever. Not, not yet. We can agree to disagree. Uh, let's move on, man. Khalid, Khalid. How, how do you pronounce the guy's name? I think it's Khalid. It's Khalid. Mm-hmm. Dropped a project called Sun City. It was it was real short, probably like I would call it an EP. About eight, seven or eight songs. Two of them were interludes. Two of them were interludes. I thought that uh, I thought this project was really good, man. Um, it's kind of hard to judge. Not much to say about it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to judge like a really short project like that, especially when two of them are interludes and you only presented eight songs. Um, only thing I can really really praise is his voice, man. Khaled, Khaled just he. I don't think he. I don't think he's he's gonna fail us at any point. Well, I think Khaled is one of these artists out here that is just kind of. He's he's kind of been grandfathered in by his by his own voice alone. Old people can vibe with him. Young people can vibe with him. He really has a pulse on everyone's everyone's radar. If you ask me, okay. And and, and people like that who are able to kind of cross over into the different demographics because he's one of them dudes. He can get. He literally has every demographic on lock. I'm talking about old people, old white people, old black people, young black people, young white people. Include other other ethnicities as well. Like I really feel like he's he makes worldly music. He does. He makes worldly music, and his voice is amazing. I can't really say too much about this project other than it was good. It was short, but what he offered was really good. I echo those sentiments. You know? I echo those same sentiments. I, I would say this. I mean, I, project is great. I mean, he he has versatile songs like Better. That's a club record. Better is fire. Khaled might end up in the clubs, dog. Like in the next month with better. That's a club record. Yo, listen. Let me tell you something about Khaled. Khaled is going to end up in every venue. I'm talking about in nursing homes. I'm talking about the club. Khaled Khaled is on on the verge. Heaven and hell. He's going to end up in Adams Morgan. (laughs) I'm talking about both heaven and hell. It's hard to get in hell. Gucci man dominates hell. (laughs) But he's going to be in in there with with better. Khaled is on the verge to dominate every venue. I'm talking about... I'm I'm dead ass. Nursing homes. His voice... Is suited for every genre. He has a song for any type of demographic. Here's every a, one of them. I agree with that. Here's a point I want to make about Khaled, which should probably be my ill-advised thoughts. Let's hear Is you know what I think people really like about Khaled? He's just an ordinary dude. You know, back in the day, R&B singers had to look perfect, had to move perfect, yeah. had to be able to dance, had to be able to, you know, have sex appeal to them. But think about the artists that are R&B artists that we love these days. Yeah. Khaled. I mean, Khaled looks kind of dorky. Um, you know, um, think about Roy Woods. Roy Woods does not scream sex appeal to me. Um, at all. At all. <laughs> uh, what's the other guy that, that, that uh, has that song with her? That Daniel people, Caesar? Daniel Caesar nope. looks like crazy. A trash man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people hey, love hey, hey, No disrespect to all the trash no, men I'm not, I'm not even trying but to be disrespectful. Just, you, look, you, look, you look normal. You look, you look normal. like a normal dude. And, 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 and this, this, this whole movement of R&B singers trying to be relatable, trying to come across as human, yeah. I think just really works right now. And Khaled is reaping the benefits of that. For sure. Just being a normal dude. This, this, this EP that he dropped just screams out normal dude. Saturday night, you know. I know this girl that's going through issues. I want to, you know, be the one that's her crutch and just tell her that I understand. Like, just a normal dude. Not about me. Right. And that's one of the main reasons I think Eric Bellinger, he struggles because he tries to scream out sex appeal, but that's 
some days it's over. Trey Eric, Songz, Eric Bellinger? Yeah. Try, Trey Songs is like, it's no longer sexy. Trey Songs looks rough now. He, he probably understands. He probably intentionally. The, he understands. He probably intentionally was like, yo, man, I, got, I can't look clean, now, man. You know what I mean? You know who, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, man. Um, I was on YouTube last night and I uh, I stumbled upon a new August Alcina song. And you know, I saw him, yeah. August I've seen is real. He's been under the radar. I think he actually had like some sort of disease. Yeah, he's been sick. He's been sick for a minute. And he just put out a song in a video um, a couple weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. And he has a new look. He he has like this, you know, blonde, fro, curly hair kind of look. Yeah. I really feel like he's the last of the Mohicans when it comes to the R&B dude who, who has sex appeal. Yeah. Like, it's just done, man. It's, 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 it's overrated. It's, it's no longer what labels are looking for. Exactly. Looks don't even mean. Matter of fact, they exactly. probably even go for people who don't look that good, <laughs> or who people. Nah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Knowing knowing how marketing and knowing how businesses are like, you know what? This is working over here. Let's try to replicate that. I wouldn't be surprised if they go after people who yeah. are not the most. I guess un- they don't have the most Let's sex appeal. Unassuming. unassuming. Yeah, okay, perfect. Unassuming. I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, listen, man. Khaled is dope. The album, this EP is really good. Um, but it, it'll leave you wanting more. For sure. He it'll, always It'll absolutely leave you wanting more. You. I, I wanted more on uh, his singles. I was like, yo, can you like extend this song like another minute? Yeah. So, all right, man. Let's move on. My tie. What a good transition that was, huh? Talking about R&B singers and two together. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, man. It's all, it's all part of the production, man. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, my Ty, aka Ty Dollar Sign and Jeremiah, or Jeremiah and Ty Dollar Sign, however you want to put these guys' names together. That is what spells My Ty, if you were wondering. Because uh, I know a lot of people were actually. A lot of, of people were looking at this shit like, who the fuck is My like, Ty? My Ty sounds like is that a, a drink? A serious, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a drink that you'll get at a Thai restaurant. <laughs> But you can't. You actually can get my ties at Thai restaurants, <laughs> as well as other restaurants as well and yeah. bars. Um, but let me start this. Uh, sure, man. Let's hear it. What you got to say so, about their uh, their collab? Let me tell you something, Mike. I personally think Ty Dolla Sign and Jeremiah are two of the most important R and B figures in hip hop right now. Two of the most important. I didn't say they're the best. Didn't say that they are the most dynamic. They're the two most important. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of underground work. Uh, behind the scenes work they um, you know they usher in different types of styles of R&B music they are very important and and they are able to bridge the gap between rap and R&B really well Um, putting them two together on a song or album is that's overwhelming as somebody that is a fan of these two and they live up to the expectations the thing that I loved about this album, first and foremost, the number one thing I loved was the beats by Youngberg, aka Hitmaker. Hitmaker! Hitmaker. This is a very solid producer. Don't let the uh, Youngberg erase what you thought about Youngberg in the past. Hitmaker is a new dude. I would actually buy Hitmaker a drink. I don't know about Young Bird, but Hitmaker is excellent, and he produced a good chunk of this album. Um, what Hitmaker was able to do was set up these two guys with with beats that were timeless sounding. Like, you, Delight sounds like something I heard in 2000s, you know what I'm saying? You know, back in the day, you know, um, 
new level. Sounds like something that like Puff Daddy and the family produced. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Fyt. That's literally a flip of Biggie's F and You Tonight yep. with R. Kelly. I thought that song was dope. That song is very that song dope. Is really good. That song is very dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they put together a project that, in my opinion, you can listen to this joint one, two, five, ten years from now, and it'll still feel fresh, crisp, and that's hard to do. Yep. Very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. That's all I hey, got. Look, hey, honestly, I agree 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Everything you just said. Um, I'm going to take it a step further, though, because I really feel like we don't... When I say we, I mean the, 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 the genres of R&B and hip-hop. We don't deserve Ty Dolla Sign. We don't deserve him. You're right. We don't deserve Jeremiah. There's certain, there's certain there's certain artists and these two guys specifically, but more probably more so Jeremiah uh, than Ty Dolla Sign because he's been a lot more under the radar in terms of his recognition mm-hmm. over the years. I think he, he's always managed to come with a hit, mm-hmm. always either whether he's featured on one or whether he comes with his own, whether he wrote one for somebody. He knows how to be a part of a hit, but we don't we don't want to appreciate these two guys enough because. The musicality that these two guys have in their veins is is so necessary. It's so needed, man, because there's not a lot of guys right now who are even making R&B music, number one, that can even be played at the same... Um, it can, can even be played in the same realm as, like, your hip-hop artist. Like, how many, how many R&B guys, other than maybe Chris Brown, Chris Brown probably does this really good as well, where he bridges the gap. Yeah, He's like at the top of bridging the gap between m- melody and rapping. But I won't even call both of these guys rappers because they're not. They're more singers than they are rappers. Same thing with Chris Brown. He's kind of been able to do both over the years, but they're, the they're more, they're, they're, they're the definition. But I would say both of these guys, uh, 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 Ty Dolla and Jeremiah, I talk a lot about the the production of music, like the composing, like how do songs come together? That's my thing, right? Because I'm really into that. You know, me as an artist, like I, I like that aspect of music. And to me, when I see artists like these guys and they put together projects like this, I'm like, yo, what made you put together this type of song? You know, what made you flip? That fucking you tonight type beat, you know, and and, 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 and and write your lyrics that type of way. Have that melody in that particular part of the song. Like, I'm really into that, and I feel like people are not really dissecting the technical nature of these two dudes. These guys are surgeons with music. You know what it is? They're it's... not they're not just don't don't confuse both of these guys, Jeremiah and 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 and, and, and uh Ty Dollar Sign. I think they're just some random dudes who just be making music. Like a like a made in Tokyo, who we're gonna talk about next? I really feel like these guys are technicians. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, for sure. They're they're, they're composers of music, and that's a different level to well, me. T- Jeremiah I, went, went to school for music. I wouldn't be surprised. He went to school. I wouldn't be surprised. For you can music. you can tell. I really I mm-hmm. say this all the time, man, and, and I said this today actually on Twitter. I think Ty Dolla Sign is this this generation's R. Kelly mm-hmm. when it comes to his his influence. 
and 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 the influence of a of, of blending R and B and and hopping on R and B artists. Like when when R when R Kelly minus the sex scandals and all that bullshit, mm-hmm. when he was popping, he was the go to R and B dude for rap singles. Like they always wanted him to get on get on song. Blends them together. He he blended it very well. He was able to hop on seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Ty Dolla Sign is that evolution of that. He is. He's the evolution of that, and it, it, it's no coincidence that that Kanye West, all of these Jay-Z, greats, Jay Z, Beyonce, you know who they go to when they like, you know what? We need a record. Mm-hmm. Ty Dolla Sign. You don't always, you don't always hear him much on these records, which is that's what might confuse people because you oh, you always, oh, you always you hear. Gonna, you, 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 not much. You, you always hear like him shouting in the background. Snippets or something. He's all he has, He's always you shouting snippets of him, but yeah. you know what's gonna what's sad, <laughs> what's gonna happen here is that. Just like Jeremiah's uh, last project, just like uh, Ty Dolla Sign's last couple projects, people are not going to appreciate this album. They just don't get appreciated. And I'm telling you right now, my Ty, keep it in your library. Oh my God. It's gonna, I saved this whole thing. It's going to be so worth it. Me too. I saved this whole album. It's going to be worth it. It's in my it's in my saved library. I will be playing this 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 album for God knows how long. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. All right, man. Let's move on. Speaking um, of stuff you wouldn't save on your library. Main Tokyo dropped his uh, project called Sincerely Tokyo. I'll let you lead this one off, my brother. Yes, sir. Made in Tokyo. So, ooh, I have a ratings game, you know, music.com. Check it out. If you've been following the site, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of Made in Tokyo. I... My nickname for him is Pipsqueak. He just comes across like that to me. Like, you're a little Pipsqueak, you know? But aside from that, like, his music just meaningless a lot of times. He raps kind of about the same thing. When I mean same things, I'm talking about literally saying the same things. Um, So he dropped a full body of work that, I thought might change my mind a little bit. And for the most part, you know, I think he does well, like on a good chunk of the songs. Like, um, you know, Two Flights, Ned Flanders, Chuck E. Cheese, Retro 88, On The Map. Those are all songs that I felt like, you know, Made in Tokyo was his self and he shined using the youthful sound. But as this album starts to go down, you know, as it plays more, you just run into music that is just useless. Like, Mashi Mashi, <laughs> What's Guanin' In? I don't even know. Is that how you say it? What's going on? What's Guanin' In is how it's spelled? Um, what's um, Margella what's Guanin? Problem? What's Guanin? What's Guanin? It just what's becomes going on? useless kind of music. And, you know, you can fool somebody for a couple songs, but then at a certain point, it just gets tired. But I will say this, though. I liked his effort on this album. I liked his effort. Okay. He, he tried. He had some pretty decent music, but for the most part, I wasn't feeling it. Okay. Um. Very fair. I'm going to be real short. I, I mean, I heard this very briefly right before we press record on this, on this episode. Mm-hmm. And I will say I wasn't turned off by his music. Um. As much as I... Crack on Made in Tokyo and think he think he's a joke and think he he lacks musical awareness. And the reason I say that is because the, the I mean come on like ad libs are supposed to be relevant to the to the, the 
words that you say in your verse. In my opinion, the reason why the Migos is so good at ad-libs is because when they say something in the line, the ad-lib is irrelevant towards the shit they just said. Mm-hmm. Main Tokyo ignores all of that. And he could be talking about food and then he can say something like, skr, skr. Like, yo, dog. <laughs> but you just you just were talking about going to Nobu and getting sushi. Well, yeah. What are you talking about skr, skr for? Yeah, yeah. He lacks musical where he's like a robot. Like, you know. So anyway, as much as I crack on this guy, I thought uh, from what I heard, it didn't sound that bad. It didn't sound that bad. Really? It didn't. Okay. And there were some songs on here that I had heard before. For example, Ned Flanders. With, I like with, Ned Flanders. With uh, ASAP, uh, ASAP Ferg. That came out like earlier in the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe late last year. I'm not sure exactly when that came out, but they even have a they even had a 24 hours uh 24 hours sighting on here. His brother. That is yeah yeah it's his brother. Yeah. And, I, mean, I don't think people know that 24 hours is uh, Main Tokyo's older brother. Um, yeah man, I don't have much to say about this, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't okay. bad, man. Okay. It was decent from what I heard. Fair. Now I don't I don't think I'm gonna go back and listen, but whatever. Fair. Shit, you guys be the judge. They're ill and they're not. So advice. Alright, so next segment. Cardi B dropped the song. Cardi B's a segment? Money. 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 Um I thought the song was okay. I do think the song's gonna blow up though, because it does have the makings of <laughs> Cardi B hit. What we know of Cardi B so far in her career of a hit, this is definitely has it definitely has the makings. Um, I'm a little curious as to why they dropped this song now. Like, why? Why are we hearing new Cardi B music? Is there is there like a reason? Is she like prepping for something, or they just were like, you know what? We need to put more Cardi B out in this ecosystem. I mean, like, what's the? Because all of her songs that she put out on her last project, which came out at the top of this year, not the top, it came out in April. Her album came out in April, right? Yeah, they're still on fire. I like it, right? That song is still blowing up. Market, but market you know, you know wise. what I mean. Like all of her songs, Billboard wise, are still at the top. Not all, but you know what I mean. Like the ones that were singles, the ones they actually put out, they're still doing really well. So I'm, I'm just a little curious. I'm not complaining. I'm just a little curious as to why they just dropped this song out the blue. I do think the song is decent though. Well, I mean, marketing wise, um, you know, like they trying to shove Cardi B down your throat. I think it's pretty obvious. That's their plan. Uh, and I'm fine with that. That's cool. So, as far as money, I thought it, it had the same pizzazz as uh, Bodak Yellow. So, um, I can definitely see it blowing up. I can actually see it being played in a club as early as this week. You know, especially with Howard Homecoming. You know, I can definitely be in, see it being played, and her raps are really tough on this joint. Like it's really, it's a tough ass song. She's going hard. You know what she's doing now that she wasn't doing really earlier? She's incorporating her real life into the lyrics that she's. She's making. always like that. Like I mean, it's like deep, deep, deep real life. Like she's talking about her baby on here, motivation for money, blah 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 blah. Good song though. Good song. Yeah, it's cool. All right, man. Um, take off. A.K.A. Mr. Left Off Bad and Bougie, one-third of the Migos. A.K.A. Takeoff is the best member of Migos. Uh, yeah. I keep hearing that, and I keep saying it's nonsense. Uh, all I know is Takeoff is uh, he's scheduled to release his solo project next week. 
Really? Yeah, I don't know if next you know week. I didn't either know either next week or the week after. He's definitely coming up. Like it's no, it, you know, these songs is not coming out for no reason. Trust me. I saw that somewhere. Um, he's coming out. He dropped this song called "Last Memory." Not sure if it's a single or what, but clearly they're trying to get the streets on fire for takeoff. I thought this song was decent the first time I heard it. Then I saw the video, and then I heard the song again for the third time, and I said, "You know what? No cap." This is this song is cool. Like it's 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 not bad. It's not, I don't think it's amazing. I think it's okay. Solid rap. I track. think it's okay. It's a solid rap track. But real it? talk though, I don't really feel like I don't think this is his best. And 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 you know what? It's you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of what all these people do when they drop a, a Lucy off of their project. Exactly. exactly. Like this is just a Lucy. Exactly. This ain't. This exactly. is not a single. Exactly. They just they're, they're just putting some shit out. And they're like, you know what? Hey, hey, guys, he's coming out with a project. Expect more fire. I'm expecting better music. I mean, what do, the, what do you think? The song was about two minutes of actual music, uh, you know. So I, I agree with you. It was, it was a Lucy, just something to get you excited about him again, but expect better things for, for sure. sure. Yep. All right, man. Let's move on. Post Malone and Sway Lee dropped a song called Sunflower. Love this song. This song is really, really good. Love this song. And, and let's not really call these good. guys rappers anymore. Like they they are certified singers. Um, Sunflower, great melody. Matter of fact, this whole song just reminds me of some timeless '80s record player Lionel Richie while rice is cooking in the background type music. Man, man, I love this song. Love this song, and and the chemistry is really good between both Post Malone and Sway Lee on it. I have no complaints about this song. Me too, man. This song is this song is, is 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 really good. I've been playing it since I first heard it. Um, nothing more to say, man. Y'all go check that out. It's dope. Next, Normani and Calvin Harris dropped a song. Actually, they dropped two songs. One song featuring Wizkid called Checklist. The other one was called Slow Down. Um, Which, by the way, Checklist right you know, now at this very moment is stuck in my head. Hey, really? Hey, you know what? When I first heard this, I liked the other song, "Slow Down" more. Yeah, I was I was gravitating a little bit more towards "Slow Down." Then I heard this song again with, with Wizkid, and I said, "Wait a minute, what the fuck? Why, 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 why did I have this position before? This song is fucking fire." Yeah, this is fire. It's special. I mean, this and, is fire, and it just goes to you know Calvin Harris testament. I mean. It has this Neptune's feel to it. Calvin Harris is a very talented guy that, you know, you can tell studies what people want to hear and makes it. Yeah. I think Checklist is literally a type of song that a couple of genres, people people that like pop, people that like Afro beats, it's that type of song for you. You'll enjoy it. Absolutely. And you know, my song of the week, probably. One of the things that I was bringing up to you earlier was, Mm -hmm. you know, why is it that. Calvin Harris, Major Lazer, um, all of these other, you know, I'm, I don't want to turn this into like a race thing, but I'm just curious, you know, as to, have you guys ever thought about like why Calvin Harris, Major Lazer, all these white DJs are capitalizing off of Afro beats? Like, wh- what's going on here? Like, why is there not a, a black or an African DJ who is getting 
recognition for Afrobeats, which is an African style of music. Well, like you know why? You ever you ever thought about that? Calvin the Calvin Harris's of the world. Um, what's the other guy? Major Lazer. There's a bunch of them. Diplo. Um, Musa. Um, what, what, what's his name? DJ. How do you pronounce it? Is it, is it Musa? Musa. Yeah. I know it's, it's something about. else. It's another. It's a bunch of dudes. A yeah, bunch yeah. of these guys. Uh, they're, they're all white. Rex. They're all white. But yeah, they every last one of them. I think it's because they they their audience is a lot bigger. So when their audience, good music is good music, and when you play it amongst hey. an audience that is widely, you know, has ranges of races and all types of things. You know? Yeah, I mean, they're, be looked at I mean, they're inter- kind they're, of an ambassador. They're international. I'm not knocking them at all. I'm just like, yo, there's not one black dude? It's interesting. Where's it's, the black it's, dude? It's interesting. But anyway, whatever. It's interesting. I'll let y'all be a judge. Next, Mariah Carey dropped a song called The Distance featuring Ty Dolla Sign. I thought this song was interesting, especially for it being Mariah Carey's song. Um, sounded very 2018, which is also something I wasn't, I wasn't sure if she could pull that off, but surprisingly... She pulled it off with, in my mind, little uh, little assist. Even though Ty Dolla Sign's on this song, I thought this was a really good song. You know, just for her as a fifty-year-old, fifty to, to be able to actually make music that sounds of the time. That like, hey, I was impressed. I really was. I was actually blown away. I agree. I was, I mean, I was actually very it was blown away. It's a good away. song. Her vocals are still solid. Um... You know, she still knows how to piece together a complete body of work, like a complete song. Uh, it was good. It was good. I don't remember much of what it sounded like, but I just remember thinking it was good. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on. Rhapsody dropped a song called Sojourner featuring J. Cole. What did you think of this song, man? I thought it was dope as hell. It's, it's just a solid rap track. You know, J. Cole, when he features a lot of times, he just, you know... It's on some solid rap stuff. This is exactly what it is, you know. J. Cole laying down a nice melody on the hook. Um, him spitting some serious bars. And then Rhapsody just letting loose. Punchlines galore. Like, flows that are impregnable. Like, wisdom-filled bars by both of them. Um, so, so, just a solid, good track that I would recommend listening to on your earphones. You can't bump it. You have to actually listen to it. Like, listen to it while you're studying for school or something, college. Right. You know, organic chemistry or something. I don't know. Organic chemistry? What about hard history, ass, man? Hard ass class. No, not history. Hard ass class. Organic chemistry. I heard people dropped out of school because of organic chemistry. Yeah, man. Um, very political statement of a song, man. Like I, I would expect nothing less from a Rhapsody and a J. Cole uh, with a song called Sojourner. If y'all know anything about who Sojourner Truth is, you know. If you took eighth grade history, you know who. Sorry, seventh grade history, you know exactly who Sojourner Truth is. You know, women's rights activist. You know, black, black. Um, one of the abolitionists of like that whole time slavery, you know. Listen, she's very important to Black history in this country. Now there goes your uh, history lesson of the day, sponsored by uh, the good people at uh, Colin Kaepernick needs a job. The good people at Nike, but uh, the good people. All right, man, let's move on. I thought the song was good, by the way. Very really good. good. Very good. Next, Brent Fayez 
AKA, they see money all around me. Ooh. Like I'm the man. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, he dropped his Lost EP with four songs on it. You know, a little dose of what he has to offer. What do you think of this, man? Because I did not hear it. It was good. I, I didn't mean, hear it, man. I wanted to listen to it. I didn't hear it. If you want to remember what I was talking about, R&B guys that are just relatable, grungy. He's another one of those. You know, like just a dude that's trying to navigate through superstardom. Yeah. Trying to figure things out in his life while making music. That's what this is. It's just like a couple solid tracks that just has him, you know, trying to navigate through this thing called life. And his vocals are amazing. Poetic words. Um, good energy. But it's not... I wouldn't say this project is for everyone. You have okay. to like be able to be invested, focused on what he's saying and mm-hmm. the music that he's making. Because he'll put you in his world. Like, he... he, he Forces you to stay in his world and you gotta keep up. Okay. Um, it's very de- definitely an interesting listen. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go back and check this project out because from what I've heard of a couple songs of his, I, I do enjoy his his sound. It's very very relaxed. I mean, if I had to if I had to put this in a, any sort of genre, I would give him neo soul. Very. Neo it's, soul. it's like it's very. Neo but he soul. still has some like rugged lyrics. Yeah, it? yeah, for sure. Columbia, Maryland. He reminds rock. me of like. Our, uh, Raheem Devon. You know how Raheem Devon is like real edgy? He he is. Like with his, yeah. with his words. Yeah. He's very edgy, but he still has that soul and R&B aspect. Yeah. It's very in that, he's in that lane. They're definitely in the, but doesn't, you know, no coincidence that they're both from. They're both from here, yeah. From this area. The DMV area, area, for sure. So. so, yeah, y'all check that out. Support, if y'all from DC or anywhere in the DMV, check out his music. You might like it. Um, Let's move on. Shall we? Yes, sir. Last but not least, for the, Ill-advised. What's the name of the segment again? It's I'm called fine. the advised. The ill. <laughs> I don't even so remember advised. the name of the damn segment. This is advised music. We advise you to listen to this. The last song is Doja Cat, uh, and the song is is called Ring. Uh, I thought the song was good. Very really good, good man. Very good. We song. heard it just before we hit play on this episode, and uh, I was fucking with it. She has this very quirky. Quirky uh, personality on these songs. Yes, she does. Carefree, but still very artsy in a way in which you could tell she's 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 just having fun with the music, right? She's not disrespecting music. She's actually making a song that is goofy, but it's also it also happens to be really good. Great structure. I thought that this was a, a great example of that. So, well, the, the sig- check it out. The significance of this song is that um, the significance of it. Is that, you know, she dropped Moo, a song that a lot of people thought was a complete joke. But, you know, if you followed her career, you know that she's actually a pretty solid artist. Like, she can rap, rap pretty well. She can sing pretty well. I don't know if she showed that on Moo, but on this song, she shows it. Despite, you know, the topic being a little, you know, like you said, quirky. Yeah. So, I would recommend that you listen to it. And mark my words, there's two people that I, I'm, I'm going to say on every episode, as long as I'm here. Jaden Smith and Doja Cat are going to be two of the artists that we talk about as one of the best, as, as two of the best or whatever, in the game right now. Up and comers? Mark my words, Doja Cat and Jaden Smith. Yeah, um, Jaden Smith for sure. I need to see a little bit more for Doja Cat, but hey, listen, I ain't, I ain't mad at you. 
I'm mad at you for Mark making that words. type of uh, Episode 39. All right, let's move on to some songs that are not so advised slash suck. Lil' Kim dropped a song called Nasty One. Remix. Remix. So Lil Kim, tell us why you tell us why you have a uh, you have hatred for Lil Kim. To be to be to be honest with you, Lil Kim has not moved the needle for me. Like she's the last. We're talking the last ten years now. I don't know the last legit song I like by Lil Kim in the last ten years. Think about it. Hey, does, does light is up? Light is up. Is up. Does light is up fall within the last ten? I was I was nine years old when light is up came out. You nah, dog. Light is up came out in oh. Seven? Oh five? Oh four? Oh seven, right? Something like that. <laughs> I was like seven. Hey, Light is Up was fire. Light is Up was hot. That was that, that was a street song. All in the ten year period. I was that before about. or after she went? To that jail? was before. All right, so, like, yeah, so I think that falls outside. What, of well, okay, think about okay. What other song by Lil Kim did you like after Light? No one cares about her musically. I mean, just name a song. I it, can't. You, you can't, right? I cannot. I and so. Nasty one is the closest thing she has to a possible hit. It follows the whole wave of the reggaeton, reggae type of sound that everybody is doing. But she speaks Spanish? it just no, it just seems like it. You know, it was manufactured. It's not her. Like she just was following a wave and was it's just like, oh yeah, you know, I like this wave. Let me just say whatever the hell I want on the track as long as it has reggaeton vibes. I think that's the worst type of artistry. Um, Stefan Don is on there. Uh, Hood celebrities on there, but I mean they can't fix it. They help. They help make it respectable. But when it's all said and done, it just sounds like somebody that's trying to copy a formula. Even the single artwork to it is copied. Who does that? <laughs> look! 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 I'm gonna show you right now. Look! Look at the single artwork to it. Right. Uh-huh. That's that's the single artwork, right? You see it? Yeah, yeah it's like just their faces. Single right? art, it's, it's like cartoon faces, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've seen it's that before. Dance hall cartoon faces, right? We've seen that before. You've seen it before, right? Yep. Let me show All you. All the this. time, actually. Let Matter of fact, Trey Songz just put out a song, no, right? What do you see? Same, same thing. Yeah. That's literally the same single artwork. Trey as, S- dude, Trey Songz just put out a song with Two Chains and whoever last week. No, no, no. I'm talking about. But it's this is this. Shit. This. Faces. You see oh, that? oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. literally plagiarized. See that? Man. Identical to that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, hey. That just screams out. Just. I'm just listen, trying she, to follow away. Listen, does she need to go uh, go to jail again for a different crime? Is that what you're suggesting? I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but that's pretty. That's pretty agreeable. When I hear her music, I might start kneeling. I have nothing to say about this song, man. Primarily because I did not hear it. And also because I'm not checking for Lil' Kim under any circumstance. Be respect. Don't be disrespectful. I'm not checking, man. I'm not rolling. She's a legend. No one says she's not a legend, man. Who said that? Then don't be disrespectful. Bro, you just want to say that because it sounds tight. Don't be asinine. You were being disrespectful this whole entire time. Hey, you, you accuse her of plagiarism. I'm not disrespecting legends. And copyright infringement. That's not disrespect. This is fact. <laughs> copyright infringement. I'm showing you But you're details. telling me listen, not to be disrespectful. Listen, All right. I'm just giving you what Mueller, Robert Mueller sent me, okay? Robert Mueller emailed you? He emailed me. Get out. Leave. I, I can't be seen with you. Hey, listen. 
It's about getting it right. Yeah, I, I'm over Lil' Kim, man. Let's see, you know what? Let's see if she'll ever get a hit. Not ever, but let's see if she'll get a hit. Like, wow. in 2018, man, it's almost over. But, you know, it's remember, still possible, right? Remember that cliff that Max talked about? <laughs> She's past it. All right, man, let's move on. Trippy Red dropped a song called Topanga. And, uh, you know, I thought this song sounded good off first listen. It sounded cool. You know, Trippy Red has, I'll, I'll say it, he's, he's been on fire mm-hmm. since he dropped his, uh, well, he was he was a little on fire before he dropped his project a couple mu- a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, solo joint. Solo project called uh, Life's a Trip. That was that was cool. Um, guess he's back with another one. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not rolling. Like it's it, it, it just sounded it very solid, right? it sounded very very average to me. Mm-hmm. It sounded like he was chasing a sound almost. I agree with that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I got that vibe. Probably because he didn't he didn't give me. That. Maybe someone told him, "Chill out on that." I think somebody told. I think somebody's in his ear right now. Man. You know what they're, it is? They're like, "Yo, Trippy Red, you can't blow until you stop acting like a baby on these songs." No, you know what it is. I think what it was was Topanga. To me, sounded like a couple songs on his previous album. And I can just kind of hear the, oh, I think you should go this route with your music. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I don't think Trippy Red got to really let loose the way he wanted to on this song. But I mean, hey, it's, it's still an interesting listen at the minimum. Eh, it's, it's not advised. T Grizzly, Offset, dropped the song called Pray for the Drip. Will these rappers stop using the word drip? Please. I get it. Everyone wants to be swagged out. And Drip is the new name for swag. Please, stop it. That's all I have. Praying for the Drip. That's all I got. They praying for it now. So they don't have it? Oh my God. They don't have Drip? So they're praying to God for Drip? They're praying to God Drip. But anyway, so. God will not not be a part of such a request. Such gimmicky. (laughs) Such a request will not be honored, okay? There is something that I want to bring up. This is you. I'm talking directly to you. A shot at you. On one of the episodes, okay, maybe it was 11, you said, I F with T. Grizzly. T. Grizzly got nets. T. Grizzly is good. He's like, uh, he's like a different type of Kevin Gates. He's like Kevin Gates, kind of. I remember that. And I used to say, I'm that not so You said Kevin Gates. I said Meek Mill. I, no, you said, I said Kevin Meek Gates. Mill. Go rewind the tape. Right. I will never forget. I'm pretty sure I said Meek you Mill. You said Kevin Gates. Right, you said Kevin Gates. Well, what's so the point? What's the point? I was like, the whole time, I was like, I'm not sold on this guy. Like, mm-hmm. he, 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 once again, he doesn't move me. You know, he had his efforts, but he's he not moving me, y'all. And I've heard a big enough sample size at this point. Of T Grizzly, okay, he's not moving me, man, with his music. Um, pray for the drip. It just seems blah. Just seems predictable. We know how you're gonna rap. We know what you're gonna rap about. We know you're gonna sound like you're running from the cops. It, it, there's nothing about T Grizzly that moves me. <laughs> and you know, pray for the drip is the epitome of a T Grizzly song that. You're supposed to like it. I'm a street dude. I'm supposed to like T Grizzly. Didn't move me. Uh, I refuse to be somebody that's supposed to like music. I want to like it naturally. 
Cool. All right. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, I'm not going to go back and forth with these niggas. All right? Listen, you're entitled to your opinion, sir. So do you still think the same about T. Grizzly? Uh, based on what? Lived based on what? What, are we what you it? thought he was? Like his potential? Just in general? Mm-hmm. Um, He hasn't moved me. Uh, I'm, I mean, listen, listen, listen. Look, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's barely above money bag yo's of the world, and uh... he's. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I, when I, when I, in whatever episode that was, when I was talking about T Grizzly, mm-hmm. saying he had next, yada yada yada, blah blah blah, whatever I said, I stand by that. The reason I stand by that is because he is popping. Mm-hmm. Trust me, people fuck with him. Is his music good? Yes. And the reason why it's good is because he's real. He's he comes across as one of these real ones. That doesn't matter. It does. He's that he's very authentic. Matter. He's very authentic in his music. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's the end all be all. Because yes, you're right. You need more than that. Young Scooter's real. Young Scooter's good. Though. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, now he's good. I've been saying he's good. Stop. Oh, it. now he's good. Stop it. You just trash Young Scooter. When did I trash Young Scooter? All right. We gotta replay these episodes, man. Hey, you, you I, I'm gonna get the soundbite and include that shit right now. Are you dealing from anesthesia you, right you, now? You you oh, you taking it? shots? Anesthesia. You taking plenty of shots at young? School no, right? I, I I laugh at him because he's a goon, but he's actually you laughing at goons now? I he's a goon. It's just so obvious he's a goon. He's Gucci Mane shooter. Yo, but listen. he's good. Okay, he's actually future shooter. That's the no, He's Gucci Man. Gucci Man brought him out. He's a part of Freebase. Oh my! He's a part of Freebase. Well, Gucci Man brought that's, him out. That's Future's crew. Gucci Man brought. I'm not. Out. I didn't say who brought who out. I called him Gucci Man Shooter. He's Gucci Man Shooter. All right, man. Whatever. He. How many times he said "scoot"? Me and Scooter. Me and Scoot. We 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 went how to many, the store. How many times has has Future featured Young Scooter on a song in the last five years? I can't tell. Way more than Gucci, but that, whatever, man. Listen, he probably is the shooter for both of them. Okay, very well. I'm not even gonna argue with it. But back to T Grizzly. T Grizzly, I still think he he has potential because he hasn't maximized. It, so I'm gonna keep saying potential with him. He has what it takes to be to be a, a top artist out here. Not top, but sorry, he has the potential to be a guy who has a lane like a Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates will never be a top artist to me. And I'm not. That's not me saying Kevin Gates sucks. Because I fuck with Kevin Gates. I just don't believe the man <laughs> will ever be regarded as a top guy. I just don't. No, I'm just. I'm just laughing for some reason. Uh, you know, when I thought about T Grizzly, I started thinking about Gerbo, and then I started thinking about college. You hear what he says? Not flowing. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's all I gotta say about T Grizzly. So are you saying T Grizzly doesn't flow? I didn't say that. I was just saying. Why are you thinking about I'm, that comment? I almost like, put him nah, in the same that. lane as G Herbal. All right, man. I'm 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 done with this song. Let's move on. Rich the Kid dropped a song called Mo Paper featuring YG. Bro, <laughs> honey. I'm a rich kid. Uh, Rich the Kid. What you What do you think of this, man? A forgettable song. I don't I don't even remember listening to it. That's That's how you know. But I mean, you know, I want to. The reason, one of the reasons I said to put this on here was because, you know, Rich the Kid recently came out and said his album is going to be better than Kanye West's Yandi album. Recently you mean said. his, like, the album he's about to put out? Kanye West is about to release. He said it's about to be 10 times better than Yandi. Well, if Mo Paper is an indication of what we're about to hear from Rich the Kid, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's even going to be better than Gandhi's album. Um, <laughs> you know, 
Jump roll, please. That was funny, right? That was funny. Boom. That was funny. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, it's a, it has it's a solid little club record with a nice little tempo, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I thought the song was very forgiving. All right, man. Um, yeah, I agree. The song was very forgettable. It, you know, that's the thing, man. I feel like there's a lot of me- mediocre music out here. Um, again, it's not that the songs are bad. But the reason why they're in is not so advised is because it's like, you can't just be putting out regular songs and just think that we're going to fuck with it just because you got a buzz. Like, that's what this song reeks of. It's like, okay, we get it. Rich the Kid, you're popping. YG, we get it. You popping. You can't just be putting out music and think we're just going to accept the music as fire just because you put out maybe, you know, some fire music in the past. It's my problem I, I, with... I 100% agree. It's my problem with Future and Juice World. So a problem with a lot of these people who should be putting out shit. But anyway, they're our latest example of music that is not so advised to listen to. It was five stops. The topic of hip hop and the money surrounding hip hop has uh, crossed my mind quite a bit as of late. I don't know if you guys are aware, but Forbes came out with a uh, richest hip-hop artist in the game list from 2018. And there were some very interesting names I saw on there. Like, for instance, number 20 was was um, Russ. You know, Russ doesn't collaborate much with people, many people. Um, gets hated on a lot. Does all his stuff all by his lonesome mm-hmm. and is independent. Russ made fifteen million in two thousand eighteen and he ranks in the top twenty. Logic was number nineteen. You know, we all know Logic. You know, he had a huge two thousand eighteen. People don't realize Uzi Vert's number seventeen. Um, you know, and then you have your usual suspects. My point being here is that the money coincides with your character in hip-hop more and more. As the years have been going by, if you are a stand-up individual, if you're somebody that just knows what you're doing in the genre, it seems like you're making more money. And, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and tell you that there is a guideline there's a book there's a there's instructions on how to make more money in hip-hop mm-hmm. but what i do know is the ones that are solid the ones that understand the one that have a business plan you know a solid business plan you know they are the ones that are shining right now they're the ones that are making money i mean think about it dj Khaled. dj Khaled. we we laugh all we want about his snapchat that's business plan by him. That's a way to, you know, grow his brand. You know, Kanye's doing other things like, you know, you know, through his music, showing off how artistic he is. Lil right. Uzi Vert's on this list. Lil Uzi Vert's 17. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell he has a solid, I mean, it's, it's devilish, you know what I'm saying? It's evil, it's wicked, but that is a lane. And so, you know, for aspiring artists coming out right now, I would say come out with something. You know, come out with a specific lane. Like, 
if you want to be an artist, have a lane that you want to dive into. And being the astute businessman that I am, I am here to help you out, guys. So one thing that I've noticed people are not doing is, you know, taking like sort of the skills route. You know, skills is a VA rapper that every single year he was dropping, you know, uh, yearly wrap ups. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard any other song other than his yearly wrap ups. But when they drop, fire. People, he stopped doing it though. People, he he did it last year. Did he? He did it last year. I don't think it's a. It, he did it last he year. He don't got as much buzz like he, like but, he used but, to. But how much buzz do you expect from Skills? Right. Yo, he what? I'm talking about now, right? Right I'm now. No, I'm talking about at the end of the year. Yeah. Skills used to be a big deal. He yeah his. It's no longer a big deal a big anymore. Deal. That's what I'm talking about. It's but it's still big enough to be able to say, oh damn, yeah, I associate Skills. When you think about people that do wrap ups of 2018, who do you think of? You think of Skills, right? There's some stuff. No, what about Halloween rap, guys? Like, there should be somebody that's every Halloween I'm gonna drop a new music video that's Halloween themed. I'm the Halloween guy. You know, 21 Savage, go ahead, drop something on Halloween every Halloween. You know, the Thanksgiving rap. You know, Christmas. This is the stuff people were doing in the past. Mm -hmm. That's a gap. Hey, how about that? That's a gap that you know could be filled. You know, in hip hop right now. What about uh? You know, rappers diving into gambling. <laughs> you know, make music every day that you know teaches people how to gamble on sports. Something, but you know, unfortunately slash fortunately, uh, in order to succeed in the game, I think it's becoming increasingly and increasingly obvious that you have to have a specific lane that you need to have associated with your brand. And, um, you know, obviously, that's if you want money. You know, there's some people out here that just do it for the fun and the love for it. Crazy people. But if you want money, if you want to be a, a top go-getter, have a lane. Even if it's a lane that's popular, even if it's a lane that's ungodly, have a lane. And I think that uh, that equals success when it comes to money. Okay, I mean, you, pretty obvious. You know, but. you know who else? Um, you know who else has a lane that kind of has created like a, like a sort of a gimmick over the years, but is consistent at is like Gucci Man who with his like ten seventeen release. Yeah, you know, you always putting that he puts out something mm -hmm. on ten seventeen. Yeah, like this this yeah. year, like normally he puts out a project. This year he put out a couple songs. Mm -hmm. You know, like but just little stuff like that. You know, little just, stuff like just that. like. Being consistent can at, at certain things for knowing I, knowing that fans can expect I can certain expect things. something from you. You know what happens every year if you do that? Say if you don't do it one year. Say it's 10, 17 and you don't do it. There's going to be a whole bunch of fans that just happen to look at your catalog on Spotify and say, oh, wait, did Gucci release anything? Yeah. They look at your catalog. Just the idea that somebody is looking at your catalog is a win for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um. All right. I mean, that's uh, a good topic. For me, I am going to... Oh. Which, by the way, King, yeah. King Kendrick, Samurai Kendrick, whatever his name is, mm -hmm. top Drake on this list. It's pretty surprising. Oh, he? he topped Drake. Drake was four. Wow. Kendrick was three. Hmm. Where, where was J. Cole on that? J. Cole was about in the top ten. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I figured. I figured they're all up there. But um, J. Cole's anti-social. 
And hey, listen, that's that's good because that makes your demand go up. It does because that, if anything, they should want you more when you when you don't want to be around people because they know if they're gonna bring you out, we gotta give this guy the bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If anything, that's what it means. But um, and I think another thing is J Cole started looking homeless, so they don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, they don't care about that. All right. Um, for me, man, I'm going to kind of revisit a topic we talked about earlier, and you know, <laughs> it's funny because. You would think that I am a, I am an activist. The way the way in which I'm adamant about certain things that I that I talk about. And of course, I'm not. I'm like a pseudo activist because there's certain things that you know I listen to and certain music I hear, um, just throughout the course of days, weeks, and years and stuff like that, which you know resonate with me over time. Like there's certain there's certain things called timeless music. I still value music that is not specific to a certain time frame and that can be played years later, right? Because of how good it is, like musically, just in general, musically. Um, it's, you know, Future and uh, and Juice World, you know, they put out their, their joint EP, and or sorry, joint project, and I really feel like it was it was more of a business move than anything. Like, I don't really feel like um, there was any cohesion amongst these two dudes. You can just tell, like, it, it, like there were maybe two songs where I believe that they were in the studio together and that they really put effort into crafting a song. And that's really about it. The other songs just felt like they were freestyling. You know, one dude was in the booth and then they were smoking and drinking and whatever. And the other guy was like, "Yo, hey man, lay some shit down here too." They did that enough, and then they made enough songs and was like, "You know what?" Man, we got a project. Let's put it out. I really feel like efforts like that is are cheapening. It's cheapening the the value of music. It's really it really is because now what it is it's becoming a it's becoming too much of a business. I feel like fans are smarter than you give them credit for. Consumers are smarter than we give them credit for. You know, we believe and we know that guys collaborate with each other all day every day we get it but you can't try to fool us and try to make us believe that certain certain collaborations are genuine because it's not future and juice world was a complete money grab and i feel like a lot of these dudes who are coming out with joint projects it's complete money grabs like they're just like they want to capitalize off it's it's great business Not, not knocking the business aspect at all i commend it but I can critique business. I can critique. I can critique the humanity slash quality control aspect of a business move. Like those two are not mutually exclusive to me. Just because something's a great business move doesn't mean, uh, from a musicality and from a quality standpoint, they're on par. So all I'm saying is, the music industry and the music that we get as consumers has become very watered down. And I don't want people to get confused with the fact that you see two big names and you think that quality is going to follow. Just because you got two popping ass artists doesn't mean it's going to be a quality project. I think that World on Drugs was very mediocre at best. Um, it was it was it was it was a capitalization off of buzzes of two dudes who are at the top, arguably, of the things that they do in hip hop. And of course, it doesn't hurt that they're that they're fucking. Actually, it does hurt. It does hurt 
that they are capitalizing off of off of drug usage. But that's that's a conversation for another day. The point is, I really feel like collaborations are are becoming more business than they are about the they're, art. They are becoming lazy. It's becoming more scary. business than it is about that. I promise you. The last collabor- collaboration project that I believe was a business decision that also matched the art in hip hop, probably one that came out last year around this time, Twenty One Savage Offset Metro Boomin. That 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 project was fire. What was the name of that shit again? You didn't think my tie was not? Of course it was. <laughs> I, we I, listen. We raved about them earlier. I ain't even gonna throw them in that shit. I'm talking about people who rap. You know, I'm talking about I'm talking about those guys because to me they're in the same realm in in, in yeah. a sense. Um, and I damn, I wish I I wish I knew the name of that. Project. You didn't think Lil Baby and Gunna was a? Yeah, I, I, we talked about this. It was okay. But I mean, talking about business aspect, where but, but it was what, like business. But what, but what I'm talking about is business matching the quality wow. of the collab project. I thought that that. 21 Savage and Offset that, uh, that came out last year with also Metro Boomin was top-notch quality crafted music. Yes. As You can laugh all you want at how stupid 21 Savage sounds as a rapper. He brings a certain aspect to a song that is undeniably good, I feel. Personally, it's my opinion. Well, anyway, it, it becomes chemistry. It, there was a lot of chemistry in that. So all I'm saying is be aware, man. You know when you're hearing these collab projects, don't just assume because you got two hot names that it's about to be fire. Well, the thing these guys are these guys are not putting the type of love that you would think they they would put into a collab project that they probably should. They're not doing it. Well, and they, they've proven that theory right time and time again over the last couple of let's say years since collab projects have been a thing. Mm-hmm. More recently in, in rap. So. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. Here's the thing that is kind of confusing. Back in the day, like you can tell when an like effort was lazy or business. Like back in the day, like you know, the most effortless or lacking of effort type of songs were the ones that were the most simple. Like ah, I could have made that, you know, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's hard to tell because experimental stuff can still be business-like, like what you're saying, yeah. right? Experimental stuff can still be, like, you know, lacking that originality. Yeah. Like, Juice World and Future is an experimental body of work, but that could fool many people into thinking that, oh, man, this is... It's experimental. That means that it's cohesive in chemistry. Nah. Nowadays, experimental can also sound like something that they put together as like business-like feel. Yo, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. You know, all, all and yeah, absolutely. Everything you just said is right. That's what makes it confusing. It's music. Music confusing. is very subjective, and the way it, it personally, the way I decipher music is very detailed. And um, maybe you guys do that too, but it's not surface level for me. I don't get excited. And I don't necessarily just automatically assume that because I, there's two artists that I fuck with, the shit is going to be fire. Because it's not always that. Like, it's not. It's just not. Can we just can we just call a spade a, a spade a spade? And listen, I'm not I'm not one to start talking about um you know sales and stuff like that because I've I've always said sales don't match quality because mm-hmm. something sold the most doesn't mean just because something won a Grammy. Or an award, 
I don't give a fuck. Like, do you know on the BET Hip Hop Awards, which I didn't watch, but I saw a clip. Do you know the Carters won album of the year? Mm. Beyonce, Jay-Z? I'm okay with that. How? I'm okay. It wasn't bad. I mean, I'm okay I know, with I it. Listen, I'm not saying it's bad, mm-hmm. but my point is, in what world, if you're ta- if you're if you are giving this vote to the public, that will not happen. It's all it's all business. Like it's it's there's business reasons why people win awards. There's business reasons why things sell. Sales go directly to demand. It does not have it. Sales is a direct correl directly correlated to demand. It is not directly correlated to quality. In my opinion, but it tends to match the quality. It can. It's not one to one. It's not one to one though. It can. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't even say tens. Okay. But yeah, whatever, man. Listen, it's my opinion. Um, that's all I got to say, man. Okay. That's all about a lot. Fair. But, you that's know, very whatever. fair. Very fair. That's all I got to say, man. Uh, you got anything else? That is it. You covered all bases, sir. Look, man. On uh, your soliloquy. Episode tw- 39 is a wrap. Rapski. Go have fun out there. Howard Homecoming, people. Halloween um, weekend. You know, drink a lot. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy life. And uh, make sure you put the stew on the rice. That's, you know, that's that's like a, you know, one of them phrases that can mean a couple things. Put the stew on the rice. Cross your T's with your I's. <laughs> Don't forget to put the stew on the rice. Yeah, I've never heard that before, but but I understand it. I get it. You really get it? I, I get, get it. it. Listen, I'm with you. you. I'm with you, man. Um, there you go. Yeah, like he said, you know, have a good time. Halloween weekend. Shit. Halloween lands on a Tuesday, but shit, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be having a good time. Prior to that, this weekend, let's let's make it a fun one, you know? Let's get it. Let's make it a fun one. You know, hey, as always, check us out online, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you catch us. You know, engage with us. We here to we here to create discussion. That's what we that's what we're here for, you know. We want to give you guys our taste, but also we want to hear from you guys so we can disagree. Cause trust me, I love disagreeing with y'all. Like it's it's fun. It's a sport team. It's very fun. So uh yeah, fuck with us. Um, as always, if you're giving advice, make show us ill.